Welcome to the party, pal. This is the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. Um, I am your host, Brian Saxon, with my co-host, Michael Shields. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Welcome to the Party Pal Podcast and on Twitter at To the Party Pal. At to the Party Pal. What's up, Mike? Not much. How to- are you? I'm good. I'm good. Today... Have- Today. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, this is the this first is the one. the first, first of a year, of yeah. 2019. Yep. And uh, today we're we're talking about Vice. Yeah. Um, this is the movie Vice, not anything... We didn't we didn't uh, change our setup and just start talking about uh, the Vice HBO the Vi- show. The Vice no. show. This is the 2018 biographical comedy drama written and directed by Adam McKay. It stars Christian Bale as Dick Cheney and also features... Amy Adams, Steve Carell, Sam Rockwell, Tyler Perry, Allison Pill, Jesse Plemons. I could keep going on and on. This cast is is wild. Um, there was an Alfred Molina. He was a cameo. A cameo yeah. in there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and which, also, which Amy I, Watts, uh, she kind of pops up at which, one point. Which I like that McKay does that. I mean, he did yes. that a lot with Big Short. Absolutely. Um, just kind of like bringing in people yeah. just for one scene sort of things. It's, it's He does a great job of making... Um, you know, he did this with the big short. That's the other one he's well known for. That was the one he won best screenplay for in 2016. Well, uh, well, I think this is the one that he's known for in this kind of realm of this type of film yeah. that he's doing now. Because yeah. obviously, he was a. I mean, he directed Anchorman. Yeah, he directed, he's like Will Ferrell's guy. Yeah, yeah. But now he seems to be kind of crossing into a threshold of yeah. a different type of genre, yeah. which is like a. It's a they're dramedies, the, the biographical comedy drama type, yeah. type situation. And but he's, uh, and he's nailing it. And he is, and that's one thing I, I was, and I'm glad we're talking about him right off the bat because uh, he he's, I mean, it's it's really cool what he's doing. He's making things that could conceivably be pretty fucking boring yeah. to talk about. Pretty exciting. Big and, Short. I mean, that's yeah. like uh, what was that? What was the movie about the collapse? Uh, Too big to fail. Yeah. Which um, is a really well done. That was the HBO movie. I think it was. Yes. Yeah. Um, really well done. I just like I couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't wrap my mind around it. I'm too stupid. <laughs> I don't get that shit. I mean, I know like it's one of those things. You know, when you're watching it, I'm like, I know this is good. Yeah. I should. I I, I went to college. I have an education. <laughs> I should be able to figure this out. I've never had a, like a business acumen myself. And, well, this yeah. is why they're on top. Yes. This is why the powers that be <laughs> exactly. can do this shit, because... Yeah. They, uh, My father actually worked for uh, Freddie Mac for a while during that fall, and they were one of the companies that were big in it, and he he would always um, uh, come home and tell me, kind of like, things are things are kind of fucked up and messed up. But this film follows Dick Cheney and his desire to become the most powerful vice president in American history. And, and like we were saying about, um, uh, uh, you know, Adam, he... Did, there's this stylized thing that he does these films on that just that, that make it fun. I mean, there's a sequence in it where he does a mid movie credits. It's, it, hilarious. Hilarious. He, and, and he held it for way longer than I expected <laughs> to, which was making me laugh in the theater. Yeah. Kind of like longer. I, and I, I felt like I was one of the only people laughing. Like, I found that part really fucking hilarious. I saw what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, I'm like, oh, I get it. I see what they're doing yep. with it. And then once the credits, the actual credits start rolling, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, how, how, how long is he going with Yeah, this? exactly. <laughs> he did. He did. He prolonged that, which really drove it home. Um, there's that stylized scene with Alfred Molina where he's the waiter serving up different... What he's talking about is Guantanamo Bay and that scene. The War Powers Act. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is really messed up. And then uh, they break the fourth wall a bunch of times with monologues directly at you. And yeah. then there's 
Also, just the idea, the narrator of the entire movie is an anonymous narrator that they don't tell you who it is. It's Jesse Clements who's doing it, but uh, they don't tell you what the relation that character is to the Dick Cheney character until the end. Jesse Clements gets work. He gets, I, gets first, work. I know we've talked about this before, so right when he popped up, I'm like, who's his agent? Yeah, <laughs> who's, dude, who's his agent <laughs> is fucking doing the right doing things. Doing the right things. And these are good roles, and they fit for him. They're and all solid, and he's just he's got so much range, too. He really does. He's, 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 I think he's more talented than I'm giving him credit for, because sometimes I'm watching him, and he's like, yeah. I don't know, it comes off easy, and most of his characters can be kind of simpletons you, in some ways. You, did you see Date Night? I mean, obviously, like, the, like obviously Breaking Bad, um, Fargo, he's great in, but yeah. did you see Date Night? The, uh, the comedy I, with um, Elizabeth... I, I don't think I have... That's not the Steve Carell one? No. Okay. It's the one I, with Jason I would just Bateman. like to say I'm not above it. I would like to say it's that. It's funny. I will watch it. <laughs> but he's super, but I have not seen he's it. super creepy in it. He Is plays he a super creepy role. Yeah. He's creepy as fucking Breaking Bad, too. I feel like he could do, like... Like leading man roles too. Mm. If he like really got shredded, like yeah. he could do like a Chris Pratt type, yeah, role. I mean, he's got range. It's he's funny. I was range. looking at um, and I'm sure we'll talk about this soon. But transformations of because I mean the way Bale, we'll get into Bale. I'm sure sooner yeah. later. But uh, the, one of the ones is talking about um, Chris Pratt, just like how he was kind of like fat and schlubby uh, for you know, and then jacked for Guardians, <laughs> jacked for Guardians, jacked. and that just changed his career and what he's able to do. Dude's getting married again. I saw that. And I was like, <laughs> fucking begging. I don't know. I actually saw a bunch of weird stuff like like about him this week. Something about like this weird church he attends. I was like, I, I don't know. I was going. I went down some weird rabbit hole after I saw that. But I uh, I enjoy his work on screen though. I I have no beef with him. He's but, good. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like we both really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, I, d- I dug it. And uh, it, it took me back to the glory days of the aughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, of when I was super fucking pissed off all the time. This is like for for my friends, my younger friends that are going through it now with Trump. Yep. This is the era when like I really was affected by politics mm-hmm. and I was really affected by the the wrongs that were going on in the world. The yeah. Bush years were just, I mean... I actually, I think, and I thought about it right away and I like that you're saying that this is kind of, you know, helps the younger generation kind of understand because... This film is important in the way that it serves as a reminder of the ills of the Bush administration and yeah. the ills of like the how awful the Iraq War was. It because it, it just goes to show how fucking terrible uh, our president is now. Because they're kind of painting George Bush Jr. as like a teddy bear, like, yeah, right, with his paintings and his candy giving to Michelle right. Obama. When dude, the I shit. Mean, I mean, it gets me the the relationship that he has with with Michelle Obama. <laughs> It's fucking off. adorable, man. They have this like little like ongoing joke at his father's funeral. He gave her what did he give her like candy or something. Yeah, he went over and, and it's and, uh, super. It's super adorbs. Yeah, as uh, it's super adorbs. But you, you have to remember he was a remember. fucking warmonger. Yeah, you, they he's, all he's, were he's warmongers. War criminal in my mind. A hundred percent. And I mean, at the top, like Cheney was there. And this isn't Cheney, I, this I just, Cheney doing it. I, a part of me, the, I used to let off. Bush a little bit, you know, just because he, he wasn't he was in the puppet. he was the puppet. I mean, I still no reason. He's a grown man in that role, you know, he still allowed it to happen. Yeah. For sure. Right. But, but I, I think this is, I mean, I think that era and I think this film is a testament to um, just how, I mean, obviously what we're seeing right now with Trump is unprecedented in our history. Yeah. Not unprecedented in history. There have been plenty of fucking lunatics on mm-hmm. the throne. 
But I think with Bush, what we were seeing was, and I think they really illustrate it very well in this movie, is this was a bunch of really smart people that were addicted to power and that were trying to like keep their America's imperialist grasp on the planet and also the corporatocracy of it making money off off of it mm-hmm. the amount of money that uh that Halliburton, Halliburton yeah, made absolutely. yeah some I of the just I, the numbers they were just throwing around kind of uh you know. um 75 billion dollars was the approximate amount expected to go to american subcontracting companies largest of all Halliburton wow uh 150 billion was the amount oil companies uh, were expected to invest in oil development over the next decade. When is enough enough? One thing I thought about, but it's not. I don't think it's about money. Like, yeah, I it's think just, it's, it's a, just the game. Right? I think it's about power. Yeah, it's the game. It's power and the game. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I don't. I don't think it these was. These are masters of the universe doing their things. It's and I don't think it was about ideals either. I mean, there's this scene. They kind of get it. They kind of get it out of the way pretty quickly when they show uh, Cheney. Uh, just pick the Republican Party because yeah. he liked Rumsfeld's speech, and then like later on when he's talking to Rumsfeld, he's like, "Well, what do we believe in?" And, and Rumsfeld kind of laughs. This yeah. is, I mean, this is Game of Thrones shit. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter like what your ideals are. Yeah. The, what matters is the throne. Yeah, that, and it was it was a lot of fun just to kind of start at the beginning too, which, which I like. They start with the this is a true story, as true a story can be considered can be considering. Uh, that uh, you know that Dick Cheney is a secret a person can be, but uh, but we did our fucking best that like opening. But then it does start in um, Wyoming where he's from, and that was a lot of fun to watch the early days of him. Um, and I thought about it. You, you know who John Perry Barlow is? Yeah, he's uh, he's he's one of the Grateful Dead uh, lyricists, and he uh, he actually you know he had some dealings with Cheney back in the day. And if you read his biography, which I have, which is awesome, it's called Mother American Night, but. Uh, they, they're, they, there's a lot of libertarians out there. They just want to be left alone. Yeah, do which I get. Fuck, do what the fuck, they, do what the fuck they want. Yeah, mo- most, mostly I do too as well. But, um, but I, uh, I think libertarianism is a cop out because there is. Well, it's also assuming that everyone's playing on the same level playing right. field. That's the only, that's my only problem with libertarianism. Right. Yeah. I love the idea of let everyone do the fuck they want. Yeah. I do, but like yeah. some people are like truly oppressed by a system that's at hundred percent. It's not fair, but. Uh, but I got I got to thinking a lot about Wyoming when I'm watching these beginning days of him, and just the idea that that the population of Wyoming is 579,000 people. Yeah. There are 8.6 million people in New York. There are 39 people in in, in California. And 39 million. 39 million. Yeah. You, 30, uh, and we all get two senators, which just always makes me want to throw up. But I'm also thinking about him coming up in um, you know that area and how Lynn, they, Amy Adams. Was, Bomb. She's just don't get me started. Yeah, <laughs> don't get me started. I, I think she's like one of she's one she's of the one most of the best doing it. Yeah, yeah. like her and Kate Blanchett, Kate, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. And I think like I mean just uh, just Arrival, American Hustle, yeah. Sharp Objects, yeah. Nocturnal Animals, yeah. The Fighter, Boom. Those right there, awesome. she's fucking so I think she's one of the dope. best doing it on either side of the uh, gender. She's just, I think she's just, she yeah. was stealing scenes from, and how, you know, obviously me and you, once Brian walked in here, the first thing he said to me was just, you know, how much of a freak of nature Christian Bale is. He's a freak of nature. And she was stealing some scenes from him, or just like, or more like, right. you know, he was playing understated, but she was just crushing it. And yeah. she, she's just awesome, but... She's Lynn Cheney. She has those scenes where she's out there campaigning for him. Yeah. And 
you know, I was thinking about the parallels to today because they were running a campaign that was based on uh, 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 saying, uh, you know, like the, putting the fear in people about progressive change. Yeah. You know, exactly. Do you want these people to come in who are, you know, right. cool with homosexuals or whatever? It's very similar to the campaign that the current administration ran. Where right. It's just fraying off their fear of change. Well, yeah. And then the on the opposite end, you know, the progressive campaign is no, change is what we need, change is good. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to, I mean, that speaks to people like us. Yeah. Because you can't fight change. You, that's, that's evolution. That's the evolution of our species. And if you want to go back to a time when it was, when it was better for you, like that's, you're fighting a battle that can't be yeah. won. I don't understand how people can't see that. Yeah. Can't see, you know, like take the immigration debate. Yeah, like there's no you, turning back. You can close the fucking borders yeah. all you want or like do you whatever you think. You, this, the, like, world's, the world's gonna be... We're not even gonna look the way we look right now <laughs> yeah. in fucking 50 years. Like, yeah. we're all gonna be a muddled gray. Yeah. And like, to, to fight it... I think that'd it, be good for us. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> of course yeah. it would. Yeah. No, exactly. Change, I mean, I always say when people talk, people complain a lot about New York changing so much. I'm like, the only thing constant in New York is change. Yeah. It's, I mean, you, ha- you have to get used to it. Don't get me wrong. I get upset when my favorite restaurant closes as well. But, but there's another one. But there's another out. one. There's yeah. another one after that. Another one after that. Yeah. The number. I used to know the number, and I, I did a lot of food writing back in the day uh, of like openings per day, and closings per day. It's outstanding. It's like that. It's crazy. It's insane. It's crazy. Really, really insane. Uh, let's talk about the cast a little bit more before we. I know we're gonna keep uh, running things because we talked about bail. What well, we didn't talk about bail. We, yeah, we, we should. Yeah, we yeah. should. Yeah. Let's dig into bail because yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. this was the moment. I first heard his Cheney voice. I literally said out loud in the for the movie. trailer. No, no, no. I didn't. I, for some reason, I didn't watch too many trailers. Just, I was well, just there's like, the oh, one trailer that came out that where they just start with that scene with him and Sam Rockwell. Okay. And you kind of see. Was it the one where he was at? The, I, I really don't think I saw the trailer. When he's at the table with them, like at the fourth, when he's trying to. When, no, when he's uh, when, when they're drinking the iced tea outside. Yeah, that's when they when, agreed that's to, when they, when they agreed yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah, stuff forth, yeah. And I think they when they dropped that trailer, I think they were like, "Let's just show a scene." Yeah. And it's uh, it's not just his voice; it's <clears> that thing that he does where he like. He like kind of leans over the side, the side and he like talks he, he moves his mouth yeah. over a little bit, the like mannerisms. The mannerisms, it's the part. ones we knew from 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 this 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 person. Yeah, this this uh, this villain of the thing. But yeah, I mean, just what? How is he able to do that? And I mean, we've seen him transform before in the Machinist. The Machinist. This is, yeah. This is much you know a much more nuanced, like really focused. Thing. And apparently he hired a nutritionist for this one so he could gain the other weight way. <laughs> healthy, healthily because he's, oh, cool. he's older now. Yeah. When yeah. he was younger. I mean, when he was dropping weight from the machinist, the doctors were telling him like, dude, you were going to die. What are, you, what are you doing? Yeah. And he did, he did Batman Begins right after that. So he wow. like, so he beefed up again. And yeah. Got his, got his, but now uh, he's going, he's, he does it the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Which um, he got his hefty physique by eating a lot of pies. Oh wow! That's what he said. Yeah, oh, cool. I remember when uh, Russell Crowe gained weight for The Insider. It never came off. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now he did Gladiator after that. That was after Gladiator. Yeah, right. but he did. Uh, I'm not when they not asked that. when they asked him, I mean, he was eating cheeseburgers and milkshakes. Yeah. Like that'd be, that'd be a fun, that'd be a fun few months. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you would feel like shit. 
You feel, feel like, like shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, I mean, as much as I enjoy that type of food, I stay away from it. That fucks with your mental, your, your mental yeah. health too. And yeah. I think you would need Absolutely. that to be an actor. Yeah. Unless you, unless that like helps you get into that yeah. mind frame. Because if you are, if you like, if you are like physically like that, I mean, it's your whole embodiment mm-hmm. is, is all tied into it. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. Did you see his Golden Globe speech at all? I just saw that. I don't watch award I know, shows. Yeah, but I was wondering if you but saw. He did. Yeah. I, I saw so that he, he thanked, he thanked Satan. Satan for his um, the inspiration, which is basically saying Dick Cheney is uh, uh, a version of Satan. But he also um, he gave a knock at uh, Mitch McConnell too because uh, he's he was talking about how. He was playing a career. He's good at playing charisma-free assholes. He's thinking, and yeah. he's like, he's like, I'll play Mitch McConnell as well. He's like, what's up? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, what, a, what a unique human being he is, man. He's really, he's, 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 you know, he's such a wild man. And, uh, and you know, he kept talking about another thing he said in his speech. It's just, it's like, I need to shut up more. He's like, I can't help myself, you know, yeah. type thing. But yeah. He is a. Uh, He's he's for, for people like us who like film and like acting, and he's he's a treasure. Yeah, he really yeah, is. and it's weird because I mean, Cheney is not the he's not like a charismatic yeah. villain either. He's really kind of I don't even know how to describe yeah. it. No, it's very because some of it's understated. I was I was reading an article about Anatomy of a Scene. It was the one of the scenes when he first gets his office and he's calling Amy Adams, and it was about like the silence and and, and just like a lot of it was uh, understated and mm. very nuanced and, and and just again makes it even uh, 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 more impressive. How about when he gets his uh, his heart attacks? Yeah, no, that was it's, great. It's really funny. It's I mean, they, yeah, they, he's just like they're in the middle of a thing. He's just like, hold on, uh, gotta go to the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when he was having heart attacks, and then he I I remember when he had his. Heart, the heart surgery, yep. the, the transplant. I was like, this guy's never fucking dying. Never, this never. guy is Vader. He's Vader. And I love that the final shot of the film, like, holds on the dead heart. Yeah, that's on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very poignant. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I was able. I mean, you know, we were talking about how it's a biographical comedy drama, but uh, when I when I walked out, one of the first things I thought about, I'm like, that's kind of an understated horror movie. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and he because well, he, he lived it, yeah, yeah. If he lived it, yeah. I mean, yeah, because he is indeed a monster. And what the film uh, kind of starts to close out is uh, his, you know, because it is a transformation from kind of this like dim-witted guy who just you know kind of gets a little power-hungry and you know attaches himself to the right people and you know gets a little brighter. But he, uh, there's a transformation to where he comes to him and. The transformation to full evil, if you ask me, occurs when he sells out his daughter Mary at the end. Mm. And because I thought that was the only redeemable thing about him was his love for his daughter. Right. And then, like once he sells her down the river. Well, well, let's look at this. As I get older, I try to, especially in the current political climate, I'm trying to like look at everybody through an empathetic lens. I think so, that's, that's that's a good way to look at the world so, in general. You should have empathy for Dick Cheney. Like, why was he the way he was? Like, what was it that... Do you Are you believing that every single human being deserves empathy? Um... It's, it's a sweet thought, but I am, uh... I mean, in theory... Yeah. Yeah. In theory, like, should we look at Trump, like, with a shred of empathy? It's tough. 
It's a good. It's it is a good practice to have, though. And mm-hmm. I, I've heard I've heard some people way smarter than me and, like, uh, say how how good it can be if you're able to have empathy for someone who is evil or try. Well, I guess the idea is to try to understand a little bit where they're coming from. But there's a lot of things uh, that I can't understand from these assholes. I mean, they 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 dig into like the scenes where they're talking about torture. And just kind of like wiping away rules and America doesn't torture, so we're not torturing. Right. And, and the beginning of waterboarding, the beginning of Guantanamo Bay, excuse me. Uh, that is something that I find so inherently evil that you could talk about someone's life. Like, they, they must look at these other people as animals, and that makes me almost have no forgiveness. Right, for but, what, but why were they allowing that? Because after 9-11, like, shit got real weird. Yeah. And... Like, the gloves were off. People were fucking scared. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, when we invaded Afghanistan... And I'm not a patriotic person at all. I'm not... Like, I think it's bad for humanity. Like, I've said this before Fuck on this... all these imaginary lines. Bro. Yeah, dude. Just imaginary <laughs> lines. But I do remember... I went to... I was... At, right after 9-11, I was upstate at my parents' house. And I went to the post office with my dad. And... Uh, he was going in to like drop a letter off or something, and there was a guy in his truck kind of driving out of the parking lot, and there was a girl, and she had an Amer- like a little American flag, and she looked at me, and she gave the little peace sign. And I was like, wow, that's like normally, yeah, I wouldn't give a fuck about that, yeah. but... In that time frame, I was just like, yeah, this is this is human beings yeah, coming together. They talk about New York after 9-11, just how lovely a place it was with, I mean, meeting between people. Because everyone kind of went through a trauma together. Right. And everyone's kind of rebuilding together, yeah. So that being said, was there this element of this man that was like, I need to do whatever it takes to not let this happen to people to, to the people of this country. And that's the, what he gets at at that last speech when yeah. he does turn to the camera. He's like, look, I'm not going to apologize. Right. I'm doing that thing. But, uh... Which I think that was, like, there's that moment still, in the... There's that moment in the film where he's on, like, the, the Skype with the CIA. He's like, I want to know everything. And it's the first mm-hmm. time that he, like, really gets mad. And, the, and mm-hmm. they start, like, listing off. There's, like... This website was showing, like, blah, 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 blah. Potential, like, gas attack here. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So I think, like, but I that was where wasn't he had... he looking for a reason to create his war at that point? Because that's what I was getting from it. He was trying to get all the different angles. Oh. At that point, they were having the focus groups. Right. That's fucking yeah. crazy. So they were... Uh, I saw an article that was kind of, like, bitching about how the fact that maybe... Were they trying to lay blame on the public for this thing? But no, he was just looking for reasons. Um, in the focus groups, we're trying to find out exactly how to frame their next actions. Yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. really, really, really... It's, it's scary, too. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure... That, but again, empathetically, what would you do in but, that But position? I don't believe this. The, I don't believe that they were... With they Following uh, 9-11, they were, they were trying to... Uh, a lot of their actions that they were trying to protect us. I think they were... He, I think the idea behind this film is that it was an opportunistic moment to take advantage of so that he can do things that he wanted to do to make more money and, and, and get a power grab. Right. I mean, it was a huge Him, yeah. To get a power grab. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, Bush was probably... I, th- I mean, I believe that a lot of these people who are in the government that I fucking hate with all my, you know, spirit, everything I have, some part of them thinks they're doing the right thing for the yeah. American people. Yes. I do believe that. Yeah. And I mean... 
But we do see the fact that if he was, if that was in his heart, he, I mean, it, this movie goes towards a place where his actions created ISIS. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. job well done, motherfucker. 100%. And that's, so, like, anything that he was doing. And it, we all know that, like, you know, the, 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 not we all know this, no way, but I believe that, like, you know, so all this drone bombing is, is causing war more problems for us in the long run, you know? So a lot of the things they're doing to try to protect the country are just going to come back and bite us. Yeah. Obama's responsible for that, too. Yeah, he's not all... He's, he is most definitely not but, all on that. I mean, is this, like, a, who would get into office that couldn't get caught up in this machine? That's the I always day. wonder that. I would love to see, like, a really... I mean, I, I thought when... Uh, yeah, I always wonder... Uh, in the way I rationalize it to myself is, like, when you take that seat, even like a good person, they sit you down, they have that briefing, and they're like, "This is what's going on." And right. You're like, "Damn, yeah. all right." We you come out with that. gray hair. Yeah. yeah, just like, "Oh shit, we okay." Now I get it. Uh, that's the way I've kind of tried to to if, understand it. But. Same thing with corporations. If a CEO went down to the Amazon and did ayahuasca, and then like <laughs> came back a week later and was just like, "You know what? I don't think we should drill for oil." We should invest in solar power. In solar power, yeah, uh, he would be out of there. Yeah, <laughs> the machine would kick him out. Uh, if there was, if there something's was, happened to Jeff, we're gonna we're gonna need a new CEO immediately. If there was uh, a president that tried to change the dynamic of the military-industrial complex, yeah. they wouldn't allow oh, him I, to do that. I believe, as you know, we hear like people like Abby Marit and stuff talk about. I mean, the most. One of the most powerful things in the uh, that, that exists in our government is yeah that military-industrial complex and the money associated with it. Good luck, good luck going. And I don't even think of... it's about the money as much as the physical power that we have over the planet, especially right now. We are the dumb, big, strongest bully on the playground. Mm-hmm. I mean, economically, China is going to be crushing us. Uh, Russia is like, props to Putin. He's doing a number on us right now. Well, but we still have military might. Yeah. So like, if we wanted to, we could wipe out everyone except for us, <clears throat> and it would wipe out us. Yeah. As yeah. No, well. I know what you. Yeah, I like that. I like your uh, <laughs> big dumb animal. <laughs> That's what it is. Like a big dumb bully yeah. that yeah. everyone's kind of scared of, like beating him up. But like, you can. I don't know. You yeah, know what I'm no, no, I'm actually. I, I just, I just turned because um, I actually, it's, it's funny. I just retweeted something um, that uh, Tom Tom York said. America, in this is in 1993. America is such a weird place. The people are really generous and nice and kind, but it's also got an energy that most Europe, European countries lack. It's a, it's a dumb animal, basically. Yeah, that's what that Tom York of Radiohead was saying that, which I thought was funny, and that brought you know, kind of came to mind when you said that yeah it's like a big big dumb big dumb animal but you were talking you just mentioned Putin which makes me think of this because sometimes you're like even some of the things that no I'm not going to say that but you know some some of the moves he makes you're like that's fucking gangster there are times Cheney or Putin I was saying Putin but there are times when you're watching this movie and Cheney's like when he's doing his power grab and figuring out you know he's assembling his administration when he's getting all the offices in all the different places throughout the capital you're like you can't help but sit back and be like that's gangster well they did uh, they did a really good job of like cutting in like the fly fishing yeah 
like when he's talking to Bush and you hear his inner monologue when he has his first meeting with Bush he's just like what does he want he wants to please his father yeah. you know yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's just kind of he's, he's very calculating mm-hmm. which we all knew that when he was in office yeah no doubt. I mean him and Rumsfeld were definitely Rummy like, yeah. Rummy is like the uh, I didn't know they were going to play it like this and I don't know much about Donald Rumsfeld the person to even uh, you know corroborate the story but like they played Steve Carell played him and Mm -hmm. it was like the comic relief yeah he was like the comic relief character he was fucking Rummy was hilarious yeah because you need that to counteract Cheney's morose drab yeah kind of personality I'm I'm curious how authentic that is in a way it's like how 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 funny how unique of a character was Rummy I mean well he's he's great Carell's great but he still sounds like Correct. I know a lot of people said it took him out of it a little bit. How how Corellish he was. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, it was whereas, fun though. I don't. I yeah, don't no I don't, hate. I don't have that hate either. Corell's yeah. a fucking man. He, he really is. The man. I have he's a great so, actor. He's a great actor. Foxcatcher. I was just about to ask because Foxcatcher was stunning. Which uh, I feel doesn't get brought up. It doesn't. I actually thought I went. I got to go to the premiere in uh, in New York of Foxcatcher, and they were all there, and they all spoke afterwards. And I walked out of that movie. I'm like, the Oscars are done, man. Yeah. Like yeah. I really, I thought it was gonna have that big a splash, and yeah. it did. It you know made some noise. There was nominations, but like it kind of came. It went. People don't talk about it like you're saying. What a fucking weird story, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know story. a lot of people from um, the uh, Delaware and around Wilmington and. Uh, you know, I went to college with some of them, and they would always talk about it in a way I didn't know about the Duponts. And I would go visit them, and there's a lot of like private like parks we'd go smoke weed in and stuff. That was like, yeah, this is Dupont, and like mm. I didn't realize that like I was I never pieced it all together the power and everything involved in that, and that was why it was really cool to see Foxcatcher as well. I mean, what could what does like that amount of money and that amount of power do to a human being? It can go, like, one of two ways. Like, if you look at Richard Branson, do you have any doubt in your mind that, like, Richard Branson is, like, probably a good human being? Like, he's trying to, like, genuinely do good for the planet, and, like, he's he's living his best self. Yeah. That guy's living his best life, you know, like, that he can possibly live. But then you look at someone like DuPont and just, like, slips into fucking, like, dark, dark human human territory yeah. dark parts of the mind yeah. dark parts of the psyche it's fucked up yeah it's fucked up it's fucked up I want to revisit Foxcatcher now man you just got me yeah my wheels turning um, one thing we really really need to talk about when it comes to this film um, is uh, just this the at the core of this film is the unitive executive theory and that is um, what we see in this movie is kind of the rise of absolute executive authority and this is what uh cheney was kind of scheming for and um it's one of the reasons brett kavanaugh was pushed through uh um you know so uh zestfully by this administration because he also believes in these absolute powers of the president um and justice uh scalia in this movie was shown as the same type of thing where he was the one who actually kind of was talking about the unit of executive theory i cannot at all get my head around the idea why someone would believe this. What they are essentially doing is saying that the president should have king powers. Well, yeah. What the f... Yeah. Well, this is... I don't get it. You're a servant. 
you're serving us, and we've lost sight of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, I mean, you're with me, obviously. You don't, I mean, but I just don't even get why somebody who's not the president, like, why... What's, why does Justin, Justice Scalia think? I mean, I'm sure maybe, maybe because it's like they're all on the same side and like let's have that. Man, I just think people are like, they get into the, This is like House of Cards. They yeah. get, they're looking for their own stake in the world. How can this help them? Yeah. It's all a but fucking game. I just game. don't understand still with that said, and I agree fully with what you just said. Well, this how, is the- how, how giving all these executive powers to one person makes sense to anyone, no matter. Because they don't understand what this country was founded on yeah. even yeah, though they're lost, the ones that claim to they've like they've, yeah. they've lost sight of that i mean really? that's why they're so scared that's why the right is so scared of people like uh uh that's why they're scared of LSD. AO, aoc yeah <laughs> aoc and lsd yeah. uh, aoc and lsd yeah absolutely dude yeah. it is crazy they're, how much how much press she is getting. They are attacking her left and right. And I'm their like, fear of her and their angst against her makes me... I mean, I love her anyways. makes great. me love her so much even she's more. I mean, she's, she's a fighter and she she's fighting for the right causes in, 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 in my estimation. And the fact that they are riled up about her means that they're scared, means mm-hmm. that like things that I believe about her are true. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. It's really, really wild. But when it comes back to this, like, it, this power... That has been given to the presidency and, and just it's it's I mean, we are at a point in time right now, today, after what we've learned recently, where the only reason Donald Trump is not in prison right now is because he or, or at least uh, you know, has have been served is because he's president of the United States. Right. That's they think that's the only reason. Well, what was the news that just came out today, or I think this morning? Last night the Cohen dropped. The Cohen, dropped. yeah. Was, that is actually what the the uh, Nixon's perjury charges were opened with under the idea that he asked someone to lie for him, right? Asked someone to perjure in front of Congress, but they that need, just happened. But they need proof, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of people are saying there's no like there's no real smoking gun. I just come on, we all, we, I mean, they, they, we all know what's going on here. There's, I mean, how how can <laughs> Everyone's everyone's doing crimes around me. I don't know anything. Don't right. Know anything. That's just that's, it's almost it's almost um, comical um, at this point. But yeah, it's gotten uh, deep breath there. It's gotten so weird with Trump yeah. that I don't even know like what to think about it anymore. Yeah. I, I think I think I think it's just when you see all these things like you you would think. That at any point people would kind of just jump up and like, all right, that's it, that's it. But he just seems to get through every moment. That's like, oh, okay. So I guess what, that can, what matter. can be done? They're right changing now. the like. They feel like they're almost changing the norms, moving the goalposts. You know, it just. Yeah. I mean, it, I I still believe it's all gonna blow up in his face. It ha- I mean, it just it's he's he's not smart enough. The crimes are like that obvious and that intense. It's, but it's wild. <laughs> he's a, so he's a bit of a bit of a fighter. <laughs> yeah, 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 big yeah. time. Um, one thing that they they were driving home a little bit more, uh, you know, because there's all these other political things we're talking about, but, but there is social commentary that was that was brought up multiple times, um, kind of that refer to distractions, and um, they talk about when like an authoritative authoritative person such as Cheney took power, no one noticed, right? And it, it had they they were showing clips of us like living our lives and like fucking with our phones and shit but they were because we have it good 
We still have it good. I mean, like, yep. we have it. The, the world right now is doing better than it ever has in the history of, you know, human there's, society. There's less people hungry. There's less so, children dying. Yep. There's less crime across the board. But you would never know that from watching the news. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that is a, a scary thought that people are that complacent when, you know, if you do believe in climate change, that that, that completely turns in 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 very little time yeah like i mean the fact that everyone's doing so well there's there's wheels in motion that that things turn and not everyone's doing so well either of but, course but you're you are absolutely right there's actually read those articles from time to time because i need hope and right. i want to look at the world better and i love there's more educated people mm. you're right if you look around the world more people have access to water and in and technology and you know there, there are uh, you know, hopeful numbers out there, which right. I, I, I need to tap into once in a while. When I say people are doing better, I would say the uh, the left, the educated, middle class, middle to upper class, they're still doing, people still have the shit that they want. They still have their cars, yeah. they still have their houses, they still go out to like fancy meals, they still mm-hmm. go on vacation, all this shit. That's why they're complacent about really storming the gates because yeah. we haven't completely crumbled as a society yeah. yet. We're not even anywhere yeah. near close to that. Yeah. And a lot of people in, uh, are getting what they want out of this presidency. I mean, the reason the GOP is is chilling when they 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 know they got their tax cut. They, they, yeah, no, they get they're, they're getting things, and they, I mean, they want their they want to take away women's rights, and they they they. Uh, the government shut down and they voted on a bill to take away more women's rights just just yesterday. I mean, like they they're still at it. They're they're really still at it. So. What is that? It's what, another thing. What I mean, is that? We, like, what's the per, what's the point of that? I don't know, Brian. And who are the it's fucking the, wives that are <laughs> like, yeah, this is good? There are. Yeah, who yeah, are they? Like, what is that? No, we we I feel like we have brought up more questions than anything because I don't understand how you know like I was saying anyone would want executive powers like that. I don't understand how wives would be like, oh, that's great. Like, look at Pence's wife just came out that she's teaching at a school that does mm-hmm. not allow gay children. Yeah, who are the fucking adults that are deciding that? It's so childish. Yeah, it is childish to not let children that think a certain way about another human being like that I, I just this is what i don't understand this isn't like that's not important like to fucking tell somebody that you can't be here that you can't do this like who like what do they think that they're gonna like that they're gonna stop homosexuality that they're gonna stop women from choosing what they can do with their own body you're not you're not gonna stop that you're fighting a losing battle yeah yeah, I mean, I always hope when I think, you know, to, to speak about other means in which which I uh, harvest hope in, in some of these darker, you know, times is uh, I, I believe some of the power grabs and some of the things that these people are doing are kind of like a last grasp of like trying to hold on to power. But like, but maybe I'm discounting how powerful some of these, this minority can be and, you know, how hard they're working to really, you know, hold on to what it, what they think this fucking country should be. So, wow. I'm going to weird, going to weird places here. Uh, Vice! Vice <laughs> will do that to you. It's, it's, it is. I mean, it's... what What's cool about it is it's... it's 
it's a fun think piece, and it obviously makes us ah, it took think me back. Them. What? It took, it me, took back. me back. Exactly. It took me back to the there, arts. And most of the time, you're actually having a pretty good time of it. But there was a point where I think we got to like Ronald Reagan, where I was like, I might puke right now. You know, like if there are like you are you do get disturbed, like as much as they make it cheeky. And I think that's what can get you through something as terrible as this. He does. He has a cheeky approach, but mm. uh, there are also times where you're just like. Oh, this is, this is this is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, this is, yeah. This is wild. But yeah, man, I loved I loved it. I think it's I think it's an informative, important movie. It's cool. I, I yeah, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. That's, a, was, that's a welcome to solid. the party. Welcome to the party, pal. Um, thumbs up, man. So it was great. I've uh, although I mean to be honest, we we aren't we haven't. That's not a thing to like. We don't do have a movie. We don't have like. We're gonna put. We're gonna do this <laughs> film that we fucking hated. Yeah, we're we're, we're not. Roger we're not. Roger yeah, Roger yeah. Roger we're Roger. not. We're not hating on shit. Um, so I've been um, I've been watching tons of shit, like tons of shit. I um, I got sick after the New Year's. Have you ever um, have you ever heard the term wook flu? Wook flu. Wook flu. Have you ever heard the term wook? In relation to like hippie or jam band, beyond uh, Chewbacca. Yeah, you've never heard the word. Never work. heard so work, in no. the jam band type community, or um, you know the hippie type. Do I have world. to dig? Do I have to dig in for this? No, no, but I, I think you'll find it fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So like, so like the kind of like the uh, lower cross. Hang on, before you start, this might be a good uh, time to plug Osiris because uh, Godwin Evan is on is on the Osiris. Yeah, well, network yeah. and that kind of like delves into there's a lot of jam band uh, talk on the Osiris network I mean there's music of all kind on the Osiris network yes we are a part of the Osiris podcast network uh, go to osirispod.com to see all the different podcasts they have we, they just got a new one which is really cool uh, it's a classic rock one um, I haven't dug into it because it just got signed but that's really cool so they're, t- they're really they're pulling music of all kind which is really cool I just did an interview uh, for Across the Margin the podcast with Jesse Jarno, who, uh, who's a great, great writer, um, he has a podcast, and you should listen to it too. It's mm. awesome. It's called Alternate Route, and it's all about just different music you can't find, like like uh, music you that wouldn't be on Spotify or anywhere. And right. it's basically it's like listening to a I radio mean, Jesus show. Jesus Christ, what music isn't on Spotify? That's why it's so it's I'm so good. incredible. It's so incredible. It's what so he overwhelming, and I've heard people say this to me that. Uh, and I, I believe it too. Like I, I notice it the same. Like sometimes when you have the power of the internet or you have the power of something like Spotify, you open it up and you're like, I don't even know what to listen. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Like when you're in it, when you're going down a rabbit hole, yeah. you, you're discovering new shit. Like when you listen to a song oh, and then you start a radio else, yeah. and then it makes you want to listen to something else, yeah. fine. But like sometimes that initial start of like I'm cooking I'm gonna listen to something yeah. but I can listen to anything I want anything and I have no idea what to listen to yeah. you should listen to alternate routes it's like a playlist and like there's like like six songs Jesse doesn't even talk that much in it and in a good way he does describe what's going on and the whole thing but like it's it's an awesome, awesome podcast. I've been like kind of running through it lately. It's dope. So check out OsirisPod.com. So a Wook, Brian. Mm-hmm. A Wook is kind of like the undercrust, I guess you would, of the kind of the scene. Meaning, I mean, in a have, movie. Have you seen? No, no. In real life, have you seen like a 
like a dirty, dirty hippie with like long dreads and like beat up hoodie and crusties. Well, yeah, a crusty. So yeah. that's a wook. That's the kind of like it's what they describe as a wook because it kind of resembles what a wookie is. Kind of just like a messy okay. thing. So it's kind of a joke and. And so I so, wasn't wrong that it was a play on Wookiee. It's a definitely a play on Wookiee. Okay. Oh, you're absolutely right. And right. so, uh, what uh, another term that goes around uh, is Wook flu, meaning that like after you go to like a like a festival uh, where you're there and you're partying, you're staying up late, or just you know you're working, you're just out there, and there's also a lot of dirty. There's a lot of Wooks around, so yeah. you might catch something. So after like a festival or like a four night run, like like a lot of people did with fish here at the garden, uh, you get sick, and you get book flu. Right. So you come home with book flu, and book flu was good to me in a way. It's never good, but uh, I come. I, I I was sick for like a week and a half after I went to fish's uh, Fortnite New Year's run, and I just binged. I mean, I caught uh, a season of BoJack. I did two seasons of the Patriot. Um, I watched The Bodyguard on Netflix. The Bodyguard good? I was it's cool. It's, you get to see our boy Rob Stark. He's actually a very, very good actor. You might like The Patriot. Who said he wasn't? No, 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 no. It's no, almost no. like oh you're pitching God. me on I, Rob I, Stark's totally, totally. acting I did ability. not mean it like that. I just, I was, I think I was impressed the level. He was, he was like, it's, it's a weird nuance. Yeah, people, people. Not only right. did he go through the Red Wedding, but he's, he's now a soldier with PTSD. Um, the Patriot's really cool. It's on Amazon. Uh, you know, do you know who Kurtwood Smith is? No. Okay, you do. He's from Robocop. He's the dad in Seventy Show. You, yes. You should see he's, him in this. He's, he's Clarence Boddicker and he, uh, yes. You <laughs> should see Robocop. him in the Patriot. It's a, it's almost worth uh, watching alone. But uh, <laughs> when I he do, walks in it, when he walks in the uh, into the room in Robocop, yeah. When the guy's like doing coke off the girl's breasts, <laughs> and he walks in, he's like, "Bitches, leave!" Yeah, yeah, yo, he's like, he's like a good scumbag. Yeah, and, oh, like, yeah. and this, he has, he has he has a drug problem in this as well, which is really amazing. He's like really old with a drug problem. But I watched Roma, I watched Predator, Venom, I watched I, I watched watch Bird Box, Life Itself, Me and the Kids saw Mary Poppins, Bumblebee, Spider Verse. I watched. Like, I've watched so much. Shit that's a lot. Two weeks. Yeah. So I watched Roma. Yep. Uh, dope. Yep. I watched. Uh, you said another one on there. Uh, Predator, Venom, I watched Bird Predator. Box. I watched the Predator. Yep. Super, the super stupid. Super stupid. <laughs> so stupid. There was a lot of good things. Oh, it's lo- fun. I was, yeah. you know, I was in a mood for it. I was doing work while I was watching Man, it I made too. my girl watch that with me. Yeah. Like, she was just like, she's like, do we have to watch this? I'm just like, I kind of want, I'm really feeling it right now. And yeah. like at like three quarters of it, she's like, thing. She was like, this is the stupidest <laughs> fucking movie. She's like, do you really like this? I'm like, I know that it's bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm still kind of digging it. Um, Don't take this from yo, me. Yo, you know what I watched that I fucking jammed through? Yeah. And that I, the only stuff that I see for it is a lot of hate. And Netflix pushed it all the way back. But Friends from College. Oh, I love Friends from College. Dude, season two me, dropped. Me, yeah, I know, I know. Me, it's me, fucking little, so it's good. so entertaining. It is so good. I did not expect that. How is Thank this... you for, for just uh, surprising me right How now. How is that not a hit? That's tons of fun. It is so well written. Yeah. So well acted. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. It, it's a great cast. It's a lot of... It's just it's just good fun. It's, it's I mean, I, I've only watched... Uh, episode one of season two, but I, when I watch season one, it's and it's 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 nice. I actually, my little brother, we don't have a lot of common uh, on arts. We're like very good friends, but uh, 
one one thing we really have in common because it's his friends from college, <laughs> college and like when I got the when I saw it was coming up I like texted him like early in the morning I'm like it's coming back <laughs> that's hilarious yeah it was fun I got to interview um um you were there that day when we were working with Netflix they were all there it was Fred Savage was there the writer was there mm-hmm. and um I should know her name cause from she, vinyl or or from. Uh, uh, Marvel, Marvel, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, also um, uh, how I met your father. She's great. She's been, but yeah, I'm so shocked to hear you say that. That's yeah, cool, man. man. That's when great. I saw that, I came back. I was like, all on board. Yep. Um, you have you dug in yet? I already, I already crushed it. Oh, nice. I yeah, crushed it, it in like two days. It's in two days. Uh, oh, yeah. another one I did was Escape from uh, Danamore. Yeah. I still have to do that. It's cool. It's, I started those two. Uh, those th- sorry, those three because Patricia Arquette is stealing the show. But those three actors. Patricia Arquette, um, Paul Dano, and Benicio, it's... Uh, I've heard nothing but good things, which I'm like, from a Showtime show? (laughs) I had to, like, set up... Someone's like, yo, you need to see Ray Donovan, and I watch one episode, I'm like, I don't need to see Ray Donovan. Sorry, I know if you guys love... A lot of people... uh, Dude, Billions, the same way. Mm -hmm. I've been so disappointed by Showtime shows in the past, but that... uh, Dan Moore is supposed to be baller, mm-hmm. and uh, I do want to see the new Don Cheadle one. Yeah, Black I want to watch the Jim Carrey one too. Yeah, Jim Carrey one like looks Jim. solid too. I like, his, I like his artwork. So Have you seen his artwork? Yeah, he puts it out all the time. He's like a prolific, meaning he just like. Dude, put, did you see the uh, the Andy Kaufman documentary? Yeah, with him? it's awesome. Whoa! Wow, wow. it's Whoa. awesome. Yeah, that blew my mind. That was really really cool. Awesome. I I like. I, I wanted to do this, and I brought that up. Um, Did you finish all of Narcos? No, no. And I, I felt bad even bringing this list mm. of, but, without watching it because I'm definitely going to do it. Because I was doing Narcos and uh, High Castle, Man in the yeah. High Castle, at the same so time, cool. and Narcos was just like it was about yeah. Well, my I've I've said it on the show before, but like it's a testament to a series when you can't stop watching it. Yep. If something like sits in, like friends from fucking college, <laughs> dude, two days yeah. took me two days. Absolutely, yeah. But, uh, sitting in your DVR, sitting in your thing, it's yeah. Yeah, my uh, my girl was like wanted to do like episode of Narcos, episode of High Castle, but I couldn't do it. I was just so much more into Narcos, and not to take away from High Castle season. High Castle's dope. It's, it's one of my, it's, it's, one of, it's one of the coolest concepts I think of, of shows I watch. I'm mm-hmm. just like that concept. Like it's something I can't even get past. Like I'm just did like, you watch the whole season? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yo, your boy got got. I know. <laughs> I can uh, I can uh, we're not gonna do one. So yeah, yeah. But I don't know. We we do have um. I, I even thought about it because I know Kalen. He's a producer and writer on it now. So it's, it could be something we maybe discuss somewhere. He, he would love to come back on the show. Great. So, yeah. So. Yeah, man, we, this is, I, w- I always wanted to talk about, I know we want to focus on advice, and I think we really got there, uh, but I always want to talk about what we're watching, and like, kind of, you know, open the conversation with anyone who, you know, wants to catch us on Twitter, or whatever, and just like, discuss things that we're, that, you know, everyone's enjoying, because there's so much out there, and mm-hmm. we, need to, we need to help each other kind of zoom in on what's really popping, and what's really cool, what's really going to affect us, so... Uh, I want to talk about that. You know, yeah, each and every episode. for sure. Oh, I'll, I'll shit. Touch on what we're Yo, into. True what's Detective. Up? 
Yeah, dude. Uh, first two Ali. episodes were Ali. dope. He's, uh, we'll be doing a True Detective uh, season two wrap-up, and we'll try to put together something nice for that. The acting is just awesome. Fuck all the haters. I already Me read... Me and Brian have a thing against True Detective haters, so... Yeah. It's, it's basically what our uh, episode will be is season ends in defense of True Detective. I don't know. I don't get where that's coming from. I don't get it. Another question. It's like... Uh, it's, yeah. it's like... Why do people want to see Nick fail or something? It's really they were really pissed about season two. They were, they were, and and I understand. I just don't understand how people can't can't comprehend the fact that something can be so good that like it's gonna be hard to live up to, but it can still be good. Yeah, like of course nothing's gonna be like True Detective one. Yeah, it was fucking. It was. was, I mean, they hit it out of the park. Yeah, they caught whatever. What's it? What did he catch? Catch some Whoop. Yeah. You catch Whoop Flu. You whoop catch Whoop Flu. Catch whoop flu. <laughs> Nick right. Pazzolato caught Whoop Flu on a, season two. I'll tell you, Whoop Flu is terrible. You feel like you're going to die, but you get to watch a lot of shows. So, I think we're good here. Are we good? Do you have anything left to say on Vice? I'm good, man. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Thank you. Uh, we're going to come back. Me and Brian are actually going to talk a little bit, and, and we're going to start framing up this year, and we're going we're gonna to come strong. So, uh, thank you for uh, joining the party. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com. Are you a pathetic and worthless man?